Live from Tokyo, Japan, this is a special edition of the third hour of today at the Olympic Games. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the third hour of today for a Wednesday, July 28th. I'm Al, along with Craig. We're here in Tokyo. Chanel back in New York with Jenna Bush Hager and Jacob Soberov. Hey, guys, good morning. Hi. Good morning to you. How are you guys good doing? Evening. Good evening. Oh, that's true. Right? Good evening. That's true. It is it is evening here, but there's a lot going on. See, that's how we were doing. Oh, we're doing great. We're, in fact, we're in this. We, there was threatening weather uh, up top. We don't have any uh, any cover. Okay. And so we came down here to this studio, and it's fantastic. It's about 58 degrees in here. Oh, and Craig and I uh, Craig are, are feeling it. really good. We are. Yes. This is the best studio we've been in in years. That's right. And in fact, shivering oh, just thinking exactly. about it. We're turning up the air. How are you guys, by the way? You look we're great. great. You know, we were saying earlier, you know, we're doing, you know, we're talking with folks out in the plaza, people from all mm -hmm. over the country. And every morning I go, okay, are there going to be people outside today? Yes. And sure enough, they're people here. are here and they're red, they're white, they're blue. And they miss and you guys. They do. They're watching you on the big screen. It's like, it's a watch party here. It's so much fun. Oh. That's terrific. Well, can't wait to see you guys. But so so far, we've got a lot going on this mm -hmm. morning. We're going to be chatting with divers Mike Hickson and Andrew Capabianco. They just brought home hey. silver. Yeah. Incredible yes. performance. Yeah. We're going to talk to them in just a few moments. <laughs> and then a look at one remarkable sport that actually combines two Olympic events. Follow me here. It's rooted in history, oh, wow. dating back centuries here in Japan. Whoa. Keir Simmons... Trying his hand oh, no. at wow. horseback no. archery. <laughs> it is a thing. Horseback archery. What could possibly go wrong? I, that's oh, awesome. man. Awesome. Well, we wanted before we get off and running, we wanted to share a drink with you guys. We heard uh, back in New York. That's right. Now you whiskey? remember earlier this week. Is it whiskey? Yeah, no. no, no, no whiskey this time. No, no oh. whiskey. Not we had sake, uh, uh, sake. Okay. but this is a little more breakfast friendly. Uh, some traditional Japanese green tea to help us out as one of our production runners, Maria. Uh, and, and can you explain what we're doing? How do we do it, Maria? How we yeah, do this? So this is drinking matcha. First of all, you put the you gotta hot put, water. Me, I'm going to hold your Ooh. microphone oh, for you. Strong. Okay. Put the hot water <laughs> just a little bit mm -hmm. here. And then you guys could do the whisking. Here's okay. your whisker. Thank you. My whisker, my straw. Oh, you can do it too. It's and an excellent kinda... coffee substitute, Actually, uh, guys. Actually, do it um, up and down. Do it oh, up, up and down? down. Oh, oh, you're kind of like frothing it. Yeah. That's a real deal. And then after the bubble is done, mm -hmm. you can go ahead and drink it. And is so, it, there's a, a way we drink this? Exactly. Or? So you turn it around clockwise okay. twice. Why is that? One, two. Let's count a clock. That's yeah. clock. <laughs> One, two. And yeah. then drink three times and drink all of it. I know it's better, but... It's good for you. Drink three times? Three times. While we're enjoying our tea, uh, Jenna, why don't you give us the medal count? Okay, that sounds gonna be great. That's good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, that's good. United States good out to the overall lead, the okay. first country to top 30 overall medals. Nice. 30 overall medals. And uh, by the way, of course, the U.S. women's gymnastics team added to that total with their absolutely incredible silver medal performance. Hey, Craig. Yeah. Amazing, right? Uh, we just, we, uh, it is talk? amazing. It really is. You got a uh, we, little something the, green in your teeth. <laughs> do I really? I probably oh, do. Joking. I probably do. You're good. Team USA looking good so yeah, far, right? Yeah, sure. Um, but, of course, the talk here in Tokyo remains whether we will see Simone Biles back in action at some point during these games. USA Gymnastics announcing overnight the superstar. Well, she's withdrawn from Thursday's individual all-around to focus on her mental health. This after she bowed out. We all saw that of that team competition. So here's what she had to say about the decision.
I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured. So I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Where? Yeah, well, well let, let's now bring in NBC News senior national correspondent Tom Yamas. He's at the Gymnastics Center and been following this story. So, so Tom, what, what's the latest? What are, you hearing, what are you hearing about Simone's decision to skip the individual all around and how her teammates are reacting? Right. Well, I can tell you that Simone Biles is keeping us all guessing. She's surprising all of Tokyo right now. So at the men's all-around finals, which was happening tonight, she showed up here, and despite everything she's going through, she was here to root on Team USA. So that shows you what kind of teammate she is and what she means to Team USA. But the big news overnight that you mentioned, she is not going to be part of the all-around, which is where she won the gold medal in Rio four years ago. That's huge news. So the big question becomes, what happens to Simone Biles here in Tokyo? Does she compete? Does she get her mind right? Can she get her mind right to stay in the competition and launch a comeback? Or are her Olympics over? Uh, what we do know is USA Gymnastics has put out a statement. This is the latest. We want to put it on, on the screen for you right now. Here's what USA Gymnastics is saying. They're saying this in part. Simone will continue to be evaluated daily to determine whether or not to participate in next week's individual events finals. Adding, we wholeheartedly support Simone's decision and applaud her bravery in prioritizing her well-being. So there is still a chance that she could possibly compete in some of those individual events Sunday through Tuesday of next week. So we're, we're all waiting to see what she says and what she does. Now, in the meantime, her teammates, Jordan Childs and Grace McCollum, earlier said this on Today. She's yeah, already been an Olympian yeah. multiple times. I mean, she's the GOAT for the reason. <laughs> and, you know, when she knows what she has to do, she will take herself into that spot of, okay, look, yeah. I don't want to harm anybody. And, you know, at that moment in time, she was telling herself she didn't want to harm yeah. herself. So Team USA, the women's gymnastics team, is sort of rallying around Simone, saying they're going to support whatever decision she makes while she's here in Tokyo and going forward. Now, we do know that taking her place is Jade Carey now in the all-around. She'll compete tomorrow night here at the Ariaki Gymnastics Center. Guys? Tom, before we let you go, let's talk swimming for a moment here because it was a productive morning for Team USA at the pool. Katie Ledecky making history. Yeah, another great story. This was the first time they had the 1,500 meters in the Olympics for women. And Katie Ledecky, her strength is her endurance. She is a long hauler, and she just destroyed the competition in the pool. You can see it in the video here. She finished way ahead of everyone else, so she did such a great job. She also showed a little bit of emotion. She had to lead the entire race. And then another American, Erica Sullivan, came in second place. She got the silver. So it was a wonderful moment for Team USA swimming. And this came after a tough loss for Ledecky in another event in the 200-meter freestyle where she lost to her rival, the Australian uh, Ariane Titmus, who we may remember, of course, we remember her gold medal winnings, but also we remember her coach who sort of has that, you know, strange celebration that he does. Uh, and I've learned from looking into this, apparently his inspiration for this is the ultimate warrior. Uh, so that's kind of the, the way he celebrates and how he goes crazy. And, and here he is going nuts again. Um, but again, Team USA Swimming, we, we can't say it enough. They're doing so well in the pool, and they are helping that medal count, guys. Yeah, uh, and fans of pro wrestling will really appreciate your <laughs> ultimate warrior reference there. Tom Yamas.
yeah. over at the gymnastics center. Thank you, Tom. Uh, let's turn back to gymnastics for a moment now because we, we have Simone Biles' former teammate, six-time Olympic medal winner Allie Reisman with us this morning. Allie, thank you for joining us once again. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Uh, we, you know, we've, we've had uh, you know, more than 24 hours now to, to process um, all that's happened. Simone Biles now withdrawing from the individual all-arounds. Um, what's, what's going through your mind in this moment, Allie? Oh, I, I feel so bad. Um, I, I, right now I wish that I could be there with Simone in person. Um, I can't even begin to imagine what Simone is going through. I'm sending her all the love and support. Um, you know, I, I know from personal experience how hard it is when you feel um, when you start to get lost in the air and, um, it's really, really hard. And I, I just want to remind people it's very different than other sports gymnastics. If you don't feel at your best or something feels off, like you can like go out there and seriously injure yourself. You can fall on your head. It's very, very dangerous. So I just want to remind people of that gymnastics is not one of those sports where if you feel off or something isn't right, or you're getting lost in the air, it's not something you can just say, Oh, I'll just get it together. It's really really hard and so hopefully people will start to understand it's not as easy as Simone or the other gymnasts make it look but I I just feel my heart is totally broken and um I just I wish I could give her a hug and and be there for her I hope she's getting the support that she needs right now we do too Allie and you know I remember you yesterday using that phrase uh getting lost in the air before we even really knew what had happened and then it was kind of confirmed by her uh, you know this, this, as you said it's dangerous so in the circumstances did she do the right thing by withdrawing and in a sense was it somewhat selfless in that she didn't want to bring her team down you know, I haven't actually had a chance to talk to Simone on the phone, so I don't know exactly what has been going on. I don't know if she has been struggling in practice, but, you know, Simone knows her mind and her body better than anyone else. And, you know, Simone at the time felt like it was the right decision for the team. So I think because Simone thought that, I know Simone knows her better than anyone else. I think it was the right decision because Simone is very smart. She's very experienced. She knows she knows what she's doing, and she felt like sh the team was going to perform better than she could at that time. So I, I think it's something that um, I, I'm watching it, and I completely – I can't understand what she's going through, but I can try to imagine based off of my experiences. Sometimes when you get confused in the air, it carries on to other events, and it's hard to turn the page because then you think, well, what if I get – lost in the twisting in the air on my beam dismount or my bar dismount or on floor. Right. And so the mental part of gymnastics is so hard. And to be honest, the thing I hate the most about gymnastics is um, getting lost in the air and getting confused and twisting. That was the absolute scariest part of gymnastics for me. So I feel for Simone and um, I think she made the right decision because I trust Simone and I know Simone will make the right decision for herself and for the team. And so I support her. Hey, Allie, really quickly here, because I'm sure you're aware over the past 24 hours, there have been some folks um, who have said this is what the Olympics are about. It's about meeting the moment. It's about meeting those expectations, that this is part of the deal, um, that, you know, gold medalists or just medalists in general should just soldier through. What, what would you say to those folks who are saying that? Well, you know, nobody understands what it's like to compete at the Olympics unless you are an Olympic athlete. But I think there are such a select few athletes out there 
And I am not one of those people who understand what it's like to be, to have this pressure that Simone Biles has had and does have going in. You know, I felt like I had a lot of pressure, but it was not, I was not the number one gymnast going in. I am not the GOAT. So I didn't have that type of pressure. I think it's really easy to sit behind a screen and um, say whatever you want and see gymnastics and see that it looks easy. But when you really think about the pressure of competing on a four inch wide beam, flipping around, doing all the stuff that we do and how difficult and how dangerous it is, it doesn't, it's always mind boggling to me when people, when I even go to like a football game and hear fans screaming at the players because the, right. the mm. fans don't know how to perform the way that the football players do or the other athletes. But it's very easy to sit on the couch and behind a screen and to think that it looks easy. But I will say, you know, it's a, in my opinion, the positive, if we can find something, is that Simone felt comfortable enough to say, I can't do this right now, and that she was supported and that the team yeah. supported her. And that's a big step in the right direction for me. And that's a really big positive. But, you know, the Olympics is um, a lot of pressure, but it doesn't mean that we should um, sacrifice athletes' yeah. mental health and well-being. I don't think that that's right yeah. at all. You make a good point, though. Yeah. Folks sitting on their couch criticizing right. Simone Biles. A lot of these folks can't even touch their toes. So, uh, Allie Raceman, <laughs> Allie, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you All so right. much, thanks. <laughs> thank you, Allie. Just ahead, two teammates, two teammates who are perfectly in sync. Divers Andrew Capabianco and Michael Hickson, live, fresh yeah. off their silver yeah. medal win. Gentlemen. Then later on, get on board with some of the new sports injecting a different kind of excitement into these games as the third hour of today continues. Looking at that flame, we're back with two of Team USA's newest medal winners. They just earned the silver medal in today's three-meter synchronized diving final. Divers Andrew Capobianco and Michael Hickson delivered a spectacular performance, mm -hmm. making this the third straight Olympics that the U.S. has medaled in the event three times in a row. Gentlemen, good morning. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Yeah, well, so how does it feel, I mean, winning, winning your first? Um, I mean, for me, it, I'm pretty speechless. I, I don't really have too many words, but I'm just really proud to be able to add to the medal count for the U.S. and, and proud to bring this guy another medal. So, Yeah, and in fact, Mike, it's your second. What is it like to compete in something like this without your family, without friends, without those, those supports that you're used to having? I'm not really sure that's true. You know, I feel him back home. You know, oh, I can okay. feel him here with me. And I... They're, they're up at 2 a.m., trust me, you know, following <laughs> along. And the support I've gotten from all my friends and family back home has been incredible, too. Mm -hmm. Anytime I watch one of these synchronized diving events, I'm, I'm flat out flabbergasted. <laughs> because, I mean, you're, you're totally insane. How, how do you achieve that level of, of accuracy? You know, it's a lot of time back home for us. Um, we, we train together at IU most of the time, and, and he's moved to Michigan now. But... Um, you know, we come together and, and we train a lot and it's all about just like the timing for us. So the timing that we count is the timing that we do down the board. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's been something that he's taught me a lot through through synchro diving. It, it, Mike, at the end of uh, your dive, you kissed the tower. <laughs> what, what is that about? Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. Uh, I was thinking, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to retire or not. And so a good chance that might be my last dive. And really? uh, I guess just saying thank you for the sport. 
Why would you retire now? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, a lot up in the air, but I'm getting my MBA right now at Michigan. Okay. And so uh, maybe moving on. I like to wonder, when you guys are diving like that, are you physically aware of each other when you're doing it? Um, so we try to be physically aware of each other, but if you think too much about what the other person is doing, then you could sometimes, you know, not do your dive the best that you can. So um, one thing that, like, obviously I've learned through diving synchro with Mike is just that once we start at first step, we kind of try to just do our own individual dives because obviously the judges judge your synchro as well as your individual. So you need to do both really well. I mean, it really is a remarkable sport. And uh, Andrew, best of luck. I know you've got an individual springboard next week, so I hope to Thank see you, you back. Yeah. And we hope you don't retire just yet. Yep, um, it. But if, yeah. you, if you do, it's yeah. been a heck of a career. So Thank you so much. Well done. Congratulations. Maybe we should do this together. I was just we... thinking. <laughs> You'd right. be good at it. Here we go. Okay. Okay. No, okay. Come on. Come on. Okay. Up next, it's time. <laughs> for. I thought you meant you wanted to actually do the synchronized diving. No, I meant the, the tease. Oh, okay. Um, it's time, it's for, time for some action from surfing and skateboarding to half-court hoops. These Olympics are adding some fast-paced fun. Tom Yamas is back with, with a look at a new sports grabbing, grabbing attention in Tokyo. Then later, our buddy Steve Kornacki is here to share one of the most impressive streaks in Tokyo. And he's up for an award of his own. We'll be right back. How'd we do? That was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're back here in Tokyo, and these Olympics have really opened the door to athletes who previously never dreamed of competing. NBC senior national correspondent Tom Yamas is back with us. He's got to look at some new sports that are really injecting some adrenaline into these games. What's up, Tom? Hey guys, good morning again. Yeah, Olympic organizers are real, realizing that the world is changing, people's tastes are changing, and they want to keep attracting younger fans to the Olympics. So they're adding sports like surfing and sport climbing, but they're also addressing people around the world that are moving to urban areas and whose kids love to skateboard and shoot hoops. At the Tokyo Games. Oh, he's gaining momentum. New sports are drawing big names and ramping up the pace and energy of the Olympics. Combine half-court hoops with a shot of adrenaline and you have 3x3 basketball. It's so exciting, First Lady Jill Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron seeing it up close, fist-bumping courtside. So in 3x3, the ball's a little smaller than the NBA. If you make a basket within this area, it counts as one point. Outside this line is two points. First to 21 or 10 minutes, and also there's a DJ playing the entire game. Beautiful second turn. Also new in Tokyo, surfing, where carving and catching air will get you gold. Some of the biggest names in the sport competed here, like American John John Florence. Everything I do is based around bigger waves, and so the bigger it gets, the more comfortable I, comfortable I get. Carissa Moore, also from the U.S., winning gold in the shortboard event. The tropical storm helping with some opportunities, including big waves. It's just constantly changing, and you just have to kind of adapt, and um, that's the beauty of surfing. And in Tokyo, cameras are angled all the way up for climbing, one of the world's fastest-growing sports. Talk to me about sport climbing. Why is it so exciting? You get your own challenge. You get also the adrenaline of being high. You get tons of creative movements. There are three different events, lead, bouldering, and speed climbing. And you guys have these mats here, right? So this is serious. I mean, people, people could get hurt. Yeah, I mean, you you climbing in the height, so it's a serious sport. 
and a sport grabbing some of the most headlines out of Tokyo is brand new to the Olympics, skateboarding. Somebody's gonna win a gold medal here today, Todd, for skateboarding. There are two courses, park and street, sitting on the shores of Tokyo Bay. The street finals turn into a skating spectacle. 13-year-old Momiji Nishia taking the gold for Japan, while on the men's side, Nija Houston, the sport's biggest name, failing to medal. But Japan's Yudo Orogomi nailing several monster tricks, soaring to a gold medal, the U.S.'s Jagger Eaton taking home a bronze. To be able to have skating on this pedestal where it is now, like being able to have all those eyes on it, just it makes me so happy because skating brings so much joy. Yeah, and we actually have a breaking news update on some of these sports we were talking about. The women's basketball team for Team USA in 3x3 just won the gold medal, so go Team USA. I had a chance to visit all those venues. They are all very interesting, and they're also all going to be around in Paris for the next summer games, including one more, and I'm not kidding, breakdancing. So breakdancing is going to be an Olympic sport. I have a gold medal robot routine that I'm sure Team USA will oh, be really into, Break it guys. down. I'm telling Very you, it's, nice. it's hard, it is hard to beat. Oh, I look forward to seeing Tom Yamas compete in Paris. Little popping and locking. Yeah. <laughs> look at you. Come little, on. Little popping and locking, exactly. You. That's it. Tom, Tom thanks, thanks, buddy. Uh, up next. We're still synchronizing. Uh, we are. It's, <laughs> we've been together a long time now. Steve Kornacki standing by with the ultimate face-off. Who has more gold, the U.S. women's basketball team versus the original golden girl, Betty White? Oh. We'll explain the bizarre comparison. <laughs> and then a little bit later, a sport that combines. Speaking of bizarre. Here, well, here, check this out. This is a real thing. Keir Simmons met the athletes that are keeping a Japanese tradition alive. They combine horseback riding and archery. We'll be right back. Keir's on a rocking horse. <laughs> Olympics are just heating up. We've already seen some incredible performances. Am I right, Al? <laughs> Absolutely, Jake. In fact, here to break down some of the biggest moments, NBC News national political correspondent Steve Kornacki. By the way, let's start with your big accomplishment. Congratulations yeah. on your news and Emmy uh, oh. nomination. Outstanding breaking news coverage during the election. Well deserved. Well deserved. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well deserved. It's, it's, as they say, it's an honor to be nominated, so oh. thank you. It's a bigger honor to win. That's it. Yeah, well. <laughs> but you got to be in it to win. Anyway, it's always fun to watch basketball, especially U.S. women. Uh, what new feat have they accomplished? Yeah, how about this for a streak? The women's basketball team, now they defeated Nigeria yesterday, mm -hmm. starting out group play 81-72. That is their 50th straight wow. win wow. in Olympic competition. The last time the U.S. women lost a game at the Olympics, mm -hmm. 29 years ago. Wow. You got to go back to the semifinals in the 92 Olympics. They lost to, it doesn't even exist anymore. They called mm -hmm. it the unified team. The Soviet Union had just collapsed. They Jeez. competed as the unified team. It's the last time the U.S. lost. And in that span of time, that means they have won now a total of eight gold medals. The last time they didn't take a gold, they got a bronze in 92. I think we could show that one on here, but all time, the U.S. women, here you go. This is the, the, the whole streak right here. All time record. You see the first time women's basketball was a sport at the Olympics was 76. From 76 to right now, the record of the U.S. women in Olympic basketball wow. is 66 Crazy. and three. That's a pretty good record. That's good. Uh, so that's impressive, but we're still a long way from the finals. What's, what's, what's at stake in terms of the, um, 
the women's, oh, that's the women's medal. <laughs> Chanel, save us here. In terms of the U.S. women's medal records. Yes, please. Well, so yes, the U.S., as we say, eight gold medals for the U.S. in right. women's basketball. Now, we're doing athlete versus. Oh. So your question is, you got to figure Eight that the U.S. I can give you the answer to this part of it. Okay. They okay. have eight gold medals, the U.S. women's basketball team in mm-hmm. their history. Betty White, she's been around a while. Yes. How many yes. Emmys yes. does she have in that time? Is it more or less than mm-hmm. eight? Which one of these is bigger? The number of golds for the U.S. women's basketball team or the number of Emmys for, I believe, 100-year-old uh-huh. Betty White? Uh-huh. Oh, 99, I, I, I like think. this up. Yeah, they, 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 no, the they were Googling it during the commercial. You can't cheat. Betty White. Well, that's cheating. Oh, come on. Uh, really? He's saying Betty White. I didn't Google it. I didn't Google it. I'm going to say. It may be 10. I'm going to say. Roker says. Go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to say U.S. women's. I'm going. I mean, I love Betty White, but I'm going to go with them. Okay, the answer from New York is the U.S. women's team. The answer from Tokyo is Betty White. The actual number of Betty White Emmys? Five. Oh! Oh. New York wins this round. Finally. I never bet against Betty White. You can win without Googling. Hey, Steve, we talked enough about basketball. Um, I want to talk about the pool. Katie Ledecky took home gold in the 1,500-meter freestyle. Does that put her in a position now to set any other records? Yeah, it's interesting. So Ledecky probably is going to have a shot. You see, she won the 1,500 meters yesterday. So now what's left for Ledecky at these Olympic Games? She's going to go, we think, we're about 99.9% sure, she's going to be part of the 4 by 200 relay team. So there's certainly a chance for gold for the U.S. there. And then the one event left will be the 800 meters for her. Mm -hmm. So... If she swims in the relay and the U.S. wins the relay, and if Ledecky can win the 800-meter freestyle, that would be two more gold medals. That would give her a total for her career Mm. of eight gold medals. And the all-time record for a female swimmer at the Olympics is eight gold medals. That's Jenny Thompson. You remember her? So Ledecky with a chance to tie the Jenny Thompson record. And by the way, we saw her, those two narrow, narrow losses to Ariane Titmus. Well, Titmus, we think, will be in the relay, too. And Mm. Titmus should be in the 800. Uh So there's a chance to even the score there, too, potentially. Awesome. Okay, Steve. I was exhausted watching that last night. It was amazing. Okay, Steve, let's stay in the pool. Tomorrow is the final for the 800-meter freestyle for men. And is it true that it's the first time happening since 1904? Wow. Yeah, how about this? This is the first I time in 117 that. years. Yeah, was, <laughs> well, this is the great thing. When they bring back an event that hasn't been around for 117 years, you see this guy here, Ramanchuk, 741.28 in the qualifying round, in the trial heat, was his time for the 800 meters. That is an Olympic record oh. because... The last time they swim, this wow. people were a little bit slower. Right. In 1904, mm, the time, the world record time, was over 13 minutes oh, wow. for this event. So by winning the trial heat at 741, the current Olympic record holder is Romanchuk. But Bobby Fink, we should say, for the U.S., he was third in the trials. Let's see if he'll have a shot here. Oh, we don't have a Steve. picture from the 1904 race? Well, we can do an artist's <laughs> rendering. <laughs> Steve, thank you so much. You Good to see you. Coming up next, it is the ultimate multitasking sport. It's also been celebrated here in Japan for centuries. Our guy, Kier Simmons, saddled up for a lesson in horseback archery. Giddy up. And then a little bit later, a lesson <laughs> in how to train and get in shape like an athlete from a doctor who's actually worked with Olympians. The third hour of today rolls on right after this. <laughs> 
We are back with the ultimate mashup of two Olympic events, archery and horseback riding. Yeah, it's actually a sport that dates back centuries in Japan, right Al? That's right. And in fact, we had to send the most <laughs> adventurous man in Tokyo to find out more. We couldn't book him, so we've got Keir Simmons. That's what he does. He sets you up because it's like he's going to build you up, then he just tears you down. <laughs> Shall I just go to the issue? Yeah, just go. <laughs> All right, about an hour outside of Tokyo, a group of brave souls gathered to practice an ancient feat of skill called. Yabusame. If it doesn't sound difficult, it's difficult to say, just wait until you've tried it. For some folks, riding a horse provides plenty enough adrenaline. Others need more. And in the ancient Japanese sport of Yabusame, horseback archery, this Tokyo club is finding women are the majority of recruits. To many, I think, men who come and see our practice, it looks all flashy and wonderful until you hear the details of how much work is actually involved. And it seems like the women are the ones who are willing to put up with it. What you're saying is that men don't necessarily have the patience or it's, the courage. It seems like it. Enthusiast Rosa Aquino from California loves the history and unique style of riding a horse in Japan. Our goal is to be completely stable on horseback so that we can do the maneuvers, so we, we can shoot the bow and arrow from horseback. The history of Yabusame firing an arrow at three targets in quick succession stretches back 800 years to the age of the samurai. The club's master has performed in front of Presidents Bush and Obama. What did President Obama say to you? He looks like he's impressed. <laughs> He says President Obama walked up and shook his hand. President Bush, as a fellow horse rider, was full of admiration. The sport is similar to cowboys, the master tells me. A cowboy is on a horse lassoing. We're on a horse with a bow and arrow. I love your impression of a cowboy. <laughs> Thank you. My turn to try and demonstrate Rosa is right when she says it takes time to learn. Have we checked that there's nobody for a half a mile radius? <laughs> Mastering the sport is not only about technique, you're challenged spiritually too. The whole event is a prayer. Uh, it's a sacred ritual. And as our master said, the target is not just a target, it's not the enemy. It's symbolic of the evil spirit that we're trying to get rid of. Possibilities for self-improvement are never-ending. For those who love it, this is less of a sport, more of a religion. This riding technique is so difficult that you can never be satisfied with where you're at. It's like a lesson for life. Yes. <laughs> wow. And Rosa, who you just saw there, has a real passion for uh, this traditional uh, yabusame. Uh, and so she's been practicing for a few years now. Yeah. It's so difficult, she's still not able, allowed actually, to ride down that track. It's, mm. it's that much patience 
and the dedication required. So it's, it's amazing. I mean, that's incredible. It really is. Thanks so much, Keith. Thanks, Good to see you. Chanel? All right, guys. So right now it's time to get up where you are in your living room at home. We're moving. Pick up something heavy. Put your sneakers on. <laughs> We're going to show you how to train like an athlete, including what you should be doing before you work oh, out. I'm not following Probably like this. Yeah. Oh, no, about this. Not this. We'll be right back. <laughs> You, Jacob. First up, guys, how to train like an athlete. If you're yeah. watching the Olympic Games, feeling inspired like all of these people are, we are going to help you tap into your inner Olympian. All right, so here to show us how to do it safely is orthopedic surgeon Dr. Vonda Wright. She's actually worked with Olympians over the years, so she knows what she's talking about. Dr. Wright, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning I'm so Dr. glad Wright. to join you. So before everybody at home in their living rooms, before we start to move, yes. you say yes. there are some things we should do really quickly before we start moving around. Nobody gets to the Olympics or trains like an athlete with Without planning. So yeah. I want you to take out your calendars and be really specific. Schedule yourself in the morning what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and make a commitment. That's fair. That Dr. is Wright, such good advice. That's good fair. Yes. Because otherwise you'd never ever do it. Something else never. that you recommended, Dr. Wright, before you work out is something that I do actually from time to time is use a foam roller. But what, what's the right way to do it? Well, foam rolling is miraculous, and I know you love People it. People swear yeah, by it. Love it. Okay, We've been I'm going to show you. I know. I don't morning. know how to do it. Foam rolling stretches yourself out. You've got to lay down on it. All right. So I want you to put it on the ground. All right. You're going to lay on your side. Oh, no. And you're going to use hurts. your This hurts. hurts. This hurts. It's gonna it hurt. hurts yeah. so good. Okay. So you're going to pull <laughs> so yourself. Woo. Oh. And don't fall off. And what's this going to do? This stretches out all your tight and muscles. Really? You should do this every day before you exercise really on every body part that hurts on my back is this your back your quad always gonna hurt and it doesn't hurt after you've done it a little while because Chanel it hurts so good remember that yes doctor you know what hurts so bad is the way we look doing this on to the workout okay absolutely so the next thing I want you to do to work your core in your rear end is take these bands put it around your ankle don't fall over and doing it all right and I want you to stand feet this like far apart, okay. right? And we're gonna monster walk, hands on hips, across the plaza. Never let the tension go out of the bands. You can try any strength on, band. <laughs> this works your rear end. This works your core. You gotta and keep you, your core tight, or otherwise right, you're gonna hurt your back. Squeeze your core in, squeeze your rear end. You can do this in your office, in your living room, in the good. plaza. Skinny thighs, skinny thighs. Uh, you know, I feel it on my thigh, but I can't tell if my core Engage your core. It's for your really, rear end. Really Let's make it. it harder. Okay. Pick up your medicine ball. Oh, okay. no. And honestly, seriously, this right. is something you can do at home. Like these yeah, are, at home. You know I mean? I'd love to see people do it in the studio. Yeah. Okay. Hands right here. As you move, chest out, Ooh. chest in. Ow. Chest out. Huh. In. Check out. Out. Some music. In. Sorry, yeah. ball in. Can we have oh. some Olympic theme music? I know. Let's go over to this side. We need Rocky Eye of the Tigers. <laughs> Should we be doing this every day? Workout? Or what do you think? <laughs> I want you to do this.
this three times a oh, week. Oh, there we go. Right? Three times a week. We can do that. This is a total body workout. I'm on the road, Dr. Wright. Like, you could take, when I go on the road to report. You take a ball with you? I don't know. You could. Yet, but you could bring a band. You could use your suitcase. You can bring a band, use your suitcase. There's never a way not That's to do commitment this. commitment if you're holding small a suitcase. Small children, if any of us have small, small children. children. I have a small child. That's right. We have time for one more. All right, one more. Let's chair dip. All now, right. Every office has a chair. Yeah. This is great for your core, your rear end, but your arms. So yeah. grab your chair, be careful. Careful. Hands here. You shouldn't have microphones. Engage your core, oh, engage your rear oh, end. Oh. We're just going to dip. Ah! It already if hurts. We can only do three of these when we start. That's totally fine. That's good. We're going to work up to sets of 10. Well, all right, Al. Hey, guys. What? <laughs> so that's how you get it all in. Sure. Is this good for your shoulders? Like, what is this part it's doing? It's for your shoulders, it's for your triceps, like yeah. it's for your core. Feels good. So there's never an age or a skill level when we can't train like an athlete. I know. Well, can you give Dr. Wright a round of applause? Thank you, Dr. Wright. All right, thank you, Dr. Wright. We'll be right back. I'm going to do the whole commercial break. I love that you're still doing it. I know. Any student. I know. Tokyo, by the way, don't forget to vote to name the mascot and be sure to catch NBC's primetime coverage tonight. All about the pool with Team USA's two biggest stars back in action. Chanel? All right, thanks, guys. Coming up on Hoda and Jenna, the writer who went from answering phones to becoming a New York Times bestselling author overnight. I'm still sweating. Are you still sweating? I'm still hot. We will see you guys tomorrow right here. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the Olympics. Yeah.